Hi, my name is Ella, and welcome to my podcast, Budget Babe, where we talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Hey, Budget Babes. I hope you each had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I personally love Labor Day, not only for the day off, but just for the welcome of a new season, cooler temperatures, I'm still waiting on cooler temperatures, and just overall fun fall festivities, pumpkin patches, football. I had a pumpkin spice latte this morning, and yes, I feel so basic by telling you guys this. Um, I also heard that it's okay to wear white after Labor Day. The rules apparently changed years ago, but if it's not okay to wear white after Labor Day, please let me know as soon as possible so I don't embarrass myself. As you may already know, this new season is going to bring in new ways to spend. What I want to talk about today on the Budget Made podcast is how to fight temptations and make hacks around these common expenses that are going to arise this time of year. For many, the holiday spending will begin only for debt to be acquired, and you'll be paying that back at the beginning of 2021. Now, doesn't it sound dreadful to start a new year with the obligation to pay off debt? Speaking of which, many of you may notice a larger paycheck starting last week due to the payroll tax deferral. If your company participated in this, now your company had the option to participate or not to participate, but if they participate in this and you notice a bigger paycheck, make sure you're mindful of that extra money. And if you can, put that into savings because as it's being discussed, there's a projection that you'll have to pay it back at the beginning of 2021. Some companies, again, decline to do so to participate in this. But if you did get the bigger paycheck, that means you're going to have a smaller paycheck at the beginning of 2021. If your paycheck's the same, then you won't have to worry about it. But all of that is still being discussed and worked through if you're going to have to pay it back in 2021 or not. Um, but just anyways, this could be a great time to practice some self-discipline and saving. We all know if you're to get a raise or a new job, if you keep the same habits, your bank account can still look the same. On episode four, I talked about this. I talked about the importance of habit to build that wealth. And the habit that I'm focusing on today is putting practicality in every single purchase. So with every single purchase that we make, we have to be in the mindset of practicality. We have to ask ourselves how often we're going to use this purchase, how it benefits you, why you're buying it. A lot of times you're buying it because of the way it looks or if you're trying to impress others. Keep that in mind. And what features of that product are you willing to pay extra for? So as it pertains as a new season of spending, it's possible that some spending may have occurred during some Labor Day sales. The temptation is definitely there. Labor Day is allegedly one of the best times to buy a new mattress. Uh, appliances are advertised on Labor Day, TVs, furnitures. Much of this are things that we need. However, ask yourself, is it absolutely necessary to buy this on Labor Day? Are you buying something because you need it? Or are you buying it because it is on sale? Now, if it's something that you needed and you got the amazing deal being a Labor Day sale, then you made the right decision. Interestingly enough, 
sales of some of these aforementioned items have actually seen a spike right after COVID in getting those stimulus checks. Many people use the stimulus checks to buy TVs, mattresses, furniture, something that they probably needed. Two years ago, my current mattress or the mattress I had at the time had a dip in the middle. That automatically told me that it was time to buy a new one. So after a few visits to mattress firm and trying every single bed in the store, I was able to finally snag a great deal. And it was during Labor Day where I got $200 off the mattress and a heavily discounted adjustable base that I actually didn't know I needed until I actually had it. It was a great deal. So there I went, bought something because it was on sale. Well, the base does come in handy when I'm watching TV or it has a feature on it where I can put myself in zero gravity. So my feet up, my head come up to a certain spot to where it's easier to sleep on my back. Sleeping on your back, less wrinkles, also a better night's sleep, better breathing. Therefore, I'm getting the value out of that. I spend one third of my life in bed. So do you. Eight hours a night. Uh, the condition of my back is important. I do aerial and yoga. So I put my back through some turmoil that way, but I want to relax it and support it on the right mattress. And we all know that getting a great night's sleep is going to overall improve your work performance. Therefore, that bed was an excellent investment. It was practical. It was something I needed. It turned out to be, I was nervous about the purchase at first, but it turned out to be a phenomenal purchase. That's the reason I wanted to share this story. It's to show how to put practicality into the purchase. I'm going to share another example. Um, looking at another high ticket item. So if you're in the market for a new television, you have a few options. You can start at a no-name brand TV that you may have not heard of, but it's got the basics. It's got internet connectivity. It's got a cable hookup. And you get a TV for as low as $200, maybe even be a smaller TV. You can also get a TV with a ultra-rich 4K display that's 72 inches and has all these lovely specs onto it. When you buy a television, the first thing you should keep in mind is that the same movies you enjoy, sports that you watch, or TV shows are going to be on any one of those televisions. But the price can be a huge difference. Now, personally, I may not be the best person to talk about televisions because I watch TV doing my morning yoga workouts. I watch TV when there's a Harry Potter marathon. I usually watch sports at a bar or at a friend's place. I do an occasional binge on Netflix or watch The Office before I go to bed at night. But a television is something that I just need it to do. I just need it to project a television show. That's it. I don't need it to have this ultra bright display. I don't need it to take up my entire wall in my room or my den. Some people, however, they have to have a certain size. It has to have certain specifications. And what those features bring to them, I hope it's worth it. And at the same time, it's totally up to you. Whatever purchase you make, if paying extra money for the specifications are worth it to you, then I'm not going to judge you or your purchasing priorities. I just talk about this particular item to make a point of what I find practical and worth the investment versus what I don't find practical. I don't find it practical to spend thousands of dollars for a TV that takes up the entire wall in my living room. I can see everything I need 
on my 42-inch TV. I also want to reiterate that a huge waste of money would be buying something, whether it be a TV, decor, anything that's in your house, just to keep up with your friends. The people that you're trying to impress, they are either they either don't really like you anyway, or they're not worth impressing overall. Or they, you know what? They're gonna like you regardless of what you have. They say you never overall in summary. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses are broke. And if you try to keep up with the Joneses, you're going to end up broke too. So if you're buying something to impress others, go ahead and stop yourself right there. Let me share another example of when I put practicality into my purchase. Ten years ago, when I first moved out on my own, I decided to save up and invest into a washer-dryer set so I didn't have to constantly walk my clothes across my entire apartment complex and then leave them abandoned as I was doing laundry or hang out in the laundry room. I had those two choices. It was around the spring and I saved up the cash for this. Ended up talking to a salesman and taking his advice, buying a basic, no name brand washer and dryer. It washed my clothes and dried them. That's all I needed it to do. And now as I was walking through the store, I did find myself tempted by some of the settings on the fancy washer dryers. They had a red one that would have matched the decor of my house. They had the front loader. They had the steaming capabilities to it. But how much of that would I actually use? I do my laundry once a week. So what did I need the extra features for? I'm happy to report that the set that I paid $700 for that also included delivery and installation is still in excellent condition after 10 years, after an entire decade, and it gets the job done. It also first fits perfectly into my laundry closet, and which gives me even fewer reasons to buy the you know impressive, colorful front loaders that one piece would have cost more than my entire set for everyone to look at. Therefore, when you're buying something, buy something with the features you need, and only the features that you need. And buy something that gets the job done. Purchases like appliances, TVs, mattresses, furniture. Make sure first and foremost it gets the job done. Practicality should be always considered in large purchases. But it should also be considered in smaller ticket purchases as well. As these temptations grow larger this time of year, I'm going to restate that something being on sale should never be the reason to buy anything unless it's already something you need or want. Well, let's talk about some expenses that you may acquire in the season. I don't know about y'all, but for me, Halloween season began last week. I know very well that it's September, not October, but with Halloween being my favorite holiday, I very much would like to celebrate it longer than one month. Thank you very much. And Halloween opens up so much opportunity to apply creativity and where spending more money, it happens, but it's completely unnecessary. Putting the practicality into place along with creativity, I've eliminated some expenses that usually come up during Halloween. For the season, I already have three costumes that I didn't have to go out and buy I went through my closet and I found three costumes already. One costume was a green bridesmaid's dress that I'm going to upcycle. And with it, I'm going to wear a $25 wig that looks like the hair of Daenerys Targaryen. 
that $25 wig is also looking like the hair from the White Queen from Alice in Wonderland. I got invited to an Alice in Wonderland themed party, so I'm wearing white after Labor Day, a white dress, and that white leg wig with a dark lipstick, White Queen costume. I also scored a really sweet jacket in March for around $10 that I'm going to incorporate into a costume that I will later reveal after Halloween, so stay tuned for that. But all together, Three great Halloween costumes I'm really excited about for $40. If I were to go to a Halloween-themed store, I could spend that at least $40 on one piece of a costume or a super cheap costume that I wouldn't wear out in public. Some of those costumes go up to $200, even more. And it's something that I wear one night. No thanks. So instead of the splurge, I have these three pieces that I've worn before or will wear again but I'm also gonna have one fun night with each of these pieces as I incorporate into my costumes. I'll also know that my costumes will be unique. Since we're on the subject of Halloween, I'm gonna tell you about how to save money on decor. Because decor, as I've learned, can also be pricey. You go to some of these arts and crafts stores, you're paying like 10 to $15 for a fake pumpkin. You're even paying $10 for a real pumpkin. You might think I'm crazy that I put the decorations up last week, but no one in my neighborhood has said anything to me. I think I found a way around it. All of my Halloween decor fits a Harry Potter theme. Last year, months before Halloween, I strategically picked out Harry Potter decorations to A, support small businesses on Etsy, and B, I know the wizarding world is inclusive to many imaginary items such as flying keys, owls, brooms, and things that I can find at the dollar store and create decorations with. I even found a fluffy or a three-headed dog that looks like fluffy on clearance at Big Lots last year. It was originally $50. I got it for $20. I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm 100% in love with this sorting hat that I got from, it's a sorting hat wreath that I got from Etsy. I've got the rug up front, a black rug. It says, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. I've got the broomsticks. I've even got some of those porcelain owls because in the book, the Harry Potter books, Harry gets his letter from Hogwarts. Sorry if this is a spoiler. He gets a letter through owls. So I've got owls scattered all around the walkway in my house. Got those at the dollar store, if I haven't said that before. So most Potterheads, we love Harry Potter all year round. But due to the spooky nature of Harry, Water, Harry Potter, my wizarding decor, it's greatly appreciated around Halloween, and it helps me extend my Halloween as well. Another inexpensive idea that I did a few years back actually cost me less than $3 for the entire idea I'm going to share with you guys. I On Halloween night, I went to the dollar store and got a basic red balloon, tied it onto the storm drain. And I put a Bluetooth speaker behind the bush and played some really creepy circus music. Most of you fellow Stephen King fans, you're going to get the reference and you're going to appreciate this. HOA, however, was not having it, pun intended. If you can get away with this, however, I highly encourage. It's an easy way to decorate. Now, if you're more of a mom's hay and painted pumpkins kind of person, this is going to be easy to find, obviously, but compare the price tags as craft stores tend to have a high profit margin on these items. Look at places like Ollie's, 
look at places like big lots, places that may be off the radar first. I've seen fake pumpkins and craft stores that cost around $20, while mums, fresh mums are around $20 as well. If it's worth it for you, go ahead and buy them, but just be mindful as the fun and decoration can really add up. All in all, decorate and costume, they're not survival needs. They're not even vital for many, but if it brings you joy the way it does me, then you can find ways to save money and enjoy celebrating that season. I've taken the same approach to the furniture in my home. More of a longer term thing. I have found many high quality pieces on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Not only did I save a ton of money on these pieces versus going to Ikea, I've also found that some of these pieces I got were real wood. So they're sturdier and they're adding more unique personality touches to my home knowing that nobody else has these pieces. Not only is buying something secondhand more economical, keep in mind it's also better for the environment. If you follow my Instagram page, El Economic, you can see some of the pieces that I have redone and put into my house in the highlights. So when you consider practicality, your personal preference, you figure out what you need versus what others tell you that you need. You're not only saving money when you put practicality into the mindset you also look at what makes you happier. It makes me happier that I found something unique. It also makes me happier that I didn't have to break the bank to having these unique touches to my home, to having a home that reflects my personality, that I don't have to worry about replacing trends. I have long-term pieces in my house. So practicality, having that practicality mindset is going to change the way you spend your money, of course, but you're going to be overall happier with the purchases that you make. And since I used Halloween expenses as an example previously of using practicality, I'm going to conclude with a random observation I made. It's actually kind of a vent, but it's also just a random observation because I want to know if anybody else has seen this. I was in a drugstore and they just put out Halloween candy. And it was a popular name brand candy. It was a big economic size bag or value bag. It was $16, folks. $16 for a bag of candy. I don't pay that much money for a shirt. Why am I going to pay that for a bag of candy? And who needs all of this sugar? I personally, I have a neighborhood. I get some trick-or-treaters. I don't get that much trick-or-treaters. And the only difference between this bag of candy and the same exact candy that you can buy in individual size bags or down the other, down the next aisle, not in the front of the store, but down another aisle, was that it was Halloween branded. What's the practicality in that? So for Halloween this year, I'm actually going to get one bag of Reese's. I may even get two bags and still save $10 because it's $3 a piece but I'll get the Halloween candy that I can give out to kids. I'll even have some left over for myself. Now, I get Halloween candy is not going to put a drastic dent in your bank account, but if you want to put that practicality mindset into buying something as simple as candy, you're going to put that mindset into commodities that are beyond candy and that your everyday purchases. So again, habit is the key word. So when you build the habit and you put that into other purchases throughout the year, it's also going to save you a lot of money. Now, you start now, you're going to find ways to save money around Christmas and Thanksgiving, otherwise very expensive holidays. We're going to get more into saving money around Christmas and Thanksgiving later. But 
Let's go ahead. Let's get into the habit now in the fall. And let's go ahead and save money as those holidays are coming. We'll dive deeper into that with episodes to come. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. I also want to acknowledge the new season and kick it up as we choose to approach the rest of 2020 with some optimism. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Budget Babe and more so that you've got a lot of great value in this show. Please let me know what you think by leaving me a review. It would seriously make my day. You can also email suggestions or requests on topics at ellaconomic at gmail.com, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have an amazing week.